Hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm Megan. We're two ladies navigating life, mixing classic and current trends. Each week, we chat with a guest about their throwback interests and their latest discovery or cup of tea. We're, We're the, the Grand, Grand Millennials. Millennials. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? It's Things are going good. How it's are been you? a little, little hot second. A little bit of a minute. Yeah. yeah. You life were gone. What's going gone. on? Where were you? Look very tan. Very tan. It might just be this lighting. I I'm don't think so. I think I noticed you were tan yesterday. Oh, man. Okay. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to force you to be tan. I mean, but I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I went on a journey uh, up to like New England area. Mm. And I was visiting my friend Megan nice. uh, with my sister, Kristen. Yeah. Uh, so we road tripped up there. But she was house sitting for our friend Patty. Mm-hmm. And so we. We're staying on this farm, and we made friends with the chickens and the sheep and the goats. Wow. And the, the uh, dog was my favorite. Not necessarily farm dog. Okay. But, Why was um, it your favorite? Well, she was the cutest thing ever <laughs> okay. in terms of personality. Uh-huh. Uh, Not looks? Oh, look, she's cute, too. <laughs> I mean, I feel like when you said, like, cutest little thing, you think it's a tiny dog, but this dog was huge. Okay. Um, she's a Bernese Mountain dog. Oh, wow. And Big she, dog. Yeah, I feel like standing up, sort of, her head was probably, like, near my hip bone, so she was pretty, pretty substantial. Hefty. yeah. But, like, such a little cuddler, and she would just, like, follow you everywhere you went, and, like, she's so well-behaved, and, yeah, if you, like, let her out, she'd, like, come right back, and if you wanted to go for a walk, she would, like, sit down and just, like, she wouldn't move until you put her leash on, and she, like, never dragged you, or... Very well-trained. super well-trained. Nice. And just super loving, so... That's good. Yeah, that's kind of fun. And the trip was nice. You got out in civilization... Yeah, yeah, we did. We also uh, drove up to Maine for a day, so that was exciting. My goal is to go to all 50 states, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was one I had never been to, even though I've been to New Hampshire, I guess just once, but I've been to New England a few times, and Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, Maine is so close and so far, I just gotta, gotta do it, so. Now, do you know how many states you have left? I believe I have seven. Wow. It might be eight. I have to double check. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but not that many, so... So, what yeah. are some ones that are still on your list? Uh, I need to go to Alaska. Ah, uh, yeah. And Hawaii. Well, <laughs> and I'll go with you to at least one of those. Maybe so both. Let's maybe do both. both. I mean, why not? Flights are cheap right now. so That's true. We should look into this. <laughs> um, so Alaska, Hawaii, Washington State, mm-hmm. Oregon, Montana, North Dakota. So that little... That little chunk over there. And then it was that, and then it was Maine. And I was like, ah, I gotta, gotta get Maine. Check that so, out the list. So yeah, I don't know. But Very I'm good. excited. That's I mean, nice. yeah, it was it was really beautiful. It was kind of cold. Mm. Um, but we went to Nubble Lighthouse, and then we like walked along... I don't remember the name of the town. Maybe it was like Sandy... Sandy Shores. Or I don't know. We walked along the beach, and we drank coffee, and then we drove up to Kennebunkport, and we got lunch, and it's just, like, really cute, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was fun. So, Did you, I know you're not a fish person. Did anyone get lobster roll? No. I saw lots of signs for lobster uh-huh. rolls. Uh, I think Megan got some sort of clam something something. Chowder, maybe? No, it was, no? like, fried. I oh, don't know. Okay, was, fried clams. It sort of looked like... I don't know. French fries, <laughs> but they were clam. Okay. I think they were clams. Okay. That would make sense. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Sure. I don't. I'm not a seafood expert. <laughs> but I think it was clam. Mm-hmm. Or wasn't, or not oyster. No. I think I talked about oysters the one time I had them and didn't mm-hmm. love them. Um, yeah. And then I got tacos. So. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But that was cool. And then we also 
we're in Massachusetts for a couple of days at her parents' house, and they have a pool, so maybe that's where I think we got you the got tan. the tan yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Fourth of July it was actually warm, so well it was like sixty-five in the morning, and then that sounds lovely. And it's like, I think it's gonna be a pool day, and I was like, whoa, that sounds freezing. <laughs> freezing. But it got up to like eighty, so at one point the pool deck was actually quite hot. So nice. the water was freezing, mm-hmm. but. The sun was out. So. <laughs> so it was kind of one of those like hot, cold, hot, cold things. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. But yeah, good. overall it was a good trip. Yeah. What'd yeah. you do for the fourth? Uh, so we had a cookout at Megan's house uh, with her parents and then two of her brothers are married. So they came with their kids and then, yeah, they like played croquet in the yard and we swam in the pool and had like chicken and sausages and um, yeah, kind of hung out and then... Uh, the town fireworks were canceled, which was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had like a little game night, and we they had like a um, like a little screened in patio right next to their pool. So we just were playing games outside and listening to people shooting off their <laughs> private fireworks and wishing I could see them. Ah. Um, but no fireworks. So, so yeah. How about you? How was your week? How was your fourth? Fourth was good. Um, on the third, I went down to Monticello. Oh, nice. Um, I like colonial houses um and so it was nice to check that one off my list we'd never been there um when I was there as a kid um we like went by it and it was closed so then we couldn't go yeah so it was a nice time to go um I wish more of the house was open okay Um, was it like COVID related or apparently not so apparently I don't know it might have been because Thomas Jefferson designed this house to have like very efficient like walkways and stairwells so it didn't have a grand stairwell or anything um and so it had two small ones on each side of the house and so they were also designed very narrow so I don't know if they just didn't want people tromping up and down those and needing to grab the railings and the walls um it's unlike like integrity of the house yeah so it's unlike um Mount Vernon, where it has that nice wide staircase up there. Um, And so, yeah, you can't see the upper rooms. And there's no... There were no pictures in the, like, museum about them either, so it was very oh, confusing. Annoying. Yeah, it felt like there was half a house left to see that we didn't get to see. Oh, um, sorry. It's okay. It was fine. But uh, I did get to see the Thomas Jefferson reenactor. Oh, hey. How, how was he? Um, apparently, the, I mean, the, the people who told us what time he was performing, they said he was very good. Oh, okay. And so, not to miss. Because they met. The original I TJ, mean, or I, think I mean, they how looked kind of young, oh, but okay, okay. um, and you know, it <laughs> he kept calling us citizens, which oh. I'm like, okay, that makes sense in a historical level. I'm sure he was good. It made me think about what Thomas Jefferson's actual accent would have been because he had a little bit of a southern draw, okay. which I'm like, makes sense if you think about today, but what would it have been? I know he was from like a few generations of Virginians, so it would not have been British per se. Per se, but, but didn't he spend a lot of time in France? He did, yeah. All I'm thinking of is like Hamilton. Right, <laughs> but, right. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't, it was very interesting, and there were three topics that like the crowd could vote on him like speaking, speaking about, about okay. and it was obviously since it was close to... Uh, Independence Day, they chose writing the Declaration of Independence. Okay, and, awesome. And um, he would answer, ask us questions and seemed very impatient if we didn't answer right away. Rude. But he's a very imposing figure, so. <laughs> okay. But I did know the answer to um, a question that he thought he was being tricky. 
and you. fooling everyone. I mean, I teach American history, so, so I do. You know, it's up. Right. He used a quote um, from John Adams about, like, when John Adams expected us as a country to commemorate us being independent. And he said, does anyone know what day that was? And he was waiting for someone to say July 4th. Right. And I raised my hand and I said, July 2nd. And he was like, who said that? And I raised my hand and he said, let's give that lady a hand. Yeah, uh, Courtney. Thank you. Thank what's you. Up? Um, so what's the context there? So that was when it, there was a majority of the states or the colonies had agreed to separate from England. Mm-hmm. But then as they went and they said, they, they kept debating and said that we needed it to be unanimous. So gotcha. instead of it being the majority, we got the majority on the second, then they decided to continue to get it at all 13 agreeing. Okay. And that's what was the fourth the when fourth. they all signed. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So. Dude, you're so smart. Well, you know, I have studied this for years. So <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're my dollars for, to Ohio University. In there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I didn't even wait until anyone could get the wrong answer. I just wanted to prove how smart I was. That's good. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. And Very I cool. was sitting on the one of the back uh, benches, so I had to speak up, especially through my mask. Oh, through the mask. So it was... You know, speaking of masks, Emily's mom Mm -hmm. sent us patriotic masks. Very patriotic masks. Oh my gosh, so cute. I wore one of the patriotic masks down there. I love it. So there are two sides, obviously, to these masks, and um, she used different fabric on each side. And so I thought that the, the flag side was a little... A aggressive. So Mine I doesn't have a flag side. Oh. Mine has is it the phrases or something. Oh. Like, God bless me. That one's America, a fun one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. I just thought the little stars were really cute. That is, so I, I like wore the stars. That side out. I wore yeah. the stars side. Also, it didn't go with my outfit. Oh, you had to pair your, you know, your mask with your outfit. Exactly. You know, I think, is yours the same as Kristen's? With the is swirly it like blue stars flag. and like swirly yeah. flag? Mm-hmm. So that fabric reminds me of like a leotard that I had when oh, I was in gymnastics. I was wow. like, well, leotard vibes. This is so weird. <laughs> I can totally see that. Except yeah. mine was like shimmery fabric, mm-hmm. but like the, the pattern was very, very, very similar. similar. Yeah. yeah. It felt really cool. That is great. That's great. Yeah. 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 The only thing about those masks, they're a little thicker. Okay. And so, especially with it being like 95 degrees in Charlottesville <laughs> or in the Monticello area, it was very hot. But also, the good thing about a mask is you can't see how much you're sweating underneath. It just soaks it all in. It really does. Yeah, mask me is apparently a thing. Yeah, I've been hearing about this. Yeah, I can can really relate to that. You know, hopefully we don't have to wear these in the fall and the winter. But if so, you know, we'll just keep in mind which ones are thicker, you know, to keep your your face warm. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Fun little facts. I know. Also, I've been thinking lately, like... You know, one day, whenever that day is, and I hope it's soon, we won't need to be wearing these masks all the time when we're in public. So, like, what are we going to do with them? Are we just going to have them and then be like, great-granddaughter, look look at this. These are the masks I wore during the the pandemic. I mean, I don't know. That's a good good thought. We could, you know, brainstorm and think of – we can make a quilt. Oh. But then – well, there's then, not, I don't think we have that many. <laughs> Mine, Emily's got like 14. Wow. So maybe I, that's an extreme exaggeration. Yeah. But she oh, has a lot. I have a lot. True. I don't know. I have like five or six. Yeah, that's maybe a lot. I'm not like See, seven. together, I know. it's like 30 little masks. You're right. So maybe not like a, you know, quilt the size of a bed, like a but like a little, little tiny lap, lap quilt. quilt. It's not so we weird. can remember the good times. 
<laughs> oh dear, we're going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Let's redirect. Oh yeah, okay. So, um, so wait, your fourth. Any yeah. fireworks? Oh, um, well, the the neighbors behind had set off the little ones that you get at the fireworks stand that are okay. technically still illegal, I guess, Excellent. here. Okay. But, um, you know, slightly harmless. They reminded me of my childhood, but I mm-hmm. watched them from the window. Okay. Um, because I was reading and relaxing because I had barbecued earlier in the afternoon. It was very low key. I think it's probably the most low key Fourth of July I've ever had, but it was very nice, very nice. enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Watched just... a baseball movie because oh, it was sad no. time. No, All Star Break. No. I know. Norman I Derby. Know. None of that. Oh. Yeah. None of that. So sad. I know. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> but, hey, guys, right. baseball it's is coming, coming back. back. Yeah. Wait, our first game's like the 23rd? The 23rd, 24th. Okay. I think it is the 23rd Third. against the Yankees. Against the Yankees. Boo. Boo. Yankees. Sorry if you're – hey, Megan R. I'm sorry. I know you're a Yankees fan. But well, we're not. Let's right. go Nats. Okay. <laughs> you live in D.C. now. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Okay. I know. So excited. Sports are coming back. Sports are coming um, back. Which is great. It is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else exciting. Oh, well, I mean, I sort of already talked about Hamilton when you were talking yeah. about Jefferson, but it's on Disney Plus now. I know. I so still haven't watched it. We should have a house party and watch I it. I think we should. I because think that's necessary. We were supposed, well, we, Kristen and I, were supposed to see it um, with my brother and a couple other friends in August, and it got canceled. And I'm really sad, yeah. but I'm really glad that at least it's on Disney Plus. That's and, true. But you have seen it before. I have seen it, yes. Yeah. But it was my birthday gift to Kristen. Right. So that sort of sucks. Right. But, you know, it's okay. We have a little little movie night and I'll That's come right. up with a different birthday gift, exactly. you know, five months later. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's fun. We're going to the beach. We that's are going fun. to the beach. I know. Very exciting. <sighs> There's something just so I'm wonderful just, about the beach. I'm glad that I'm already, like, kind of pre-tan because I always go a little aggressively mm-hmm. when I go to the beach. Yeah. First day, I'm like, I want to leave go tan hard. and I always get burnt and it's bad. So because I've been doing, you know, swim team coaching and lessons, I've been getting a little bit of sun every day. A little bit. So uh, I... You got, like, a base layer. Yeah, base You're ready tan. to go. Yeah. Let's but I do... Like, my ideal beach situation is, like, I'm an early riser normally. Yeah. So, like, wake up whenever. Sunrise? Mm, no, no. Without. Okay. I want to wake up without an alarm, but, like, I'm not going to, like, see what time it is and be like, ugh, I need to go back to sleep. Right. right. I'll wake up and then have some beach time early. Okay. Yeah. And then leave during, like, 11.30 to 1.00. You know, okay. that have, like, lunch and, like, reading slash nap time. Slash nap Except time. Except <laughs> I can't nap, but it's mostly just, like, laying on a bed or a chair and being, like, I wish I could nap. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then go back out for more. For more. Yeah. Sun and fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. What about you? My ideal beach day is set the alarm, wake up, watch the sunrise, walk and get coffee. Mm. This beach has... What is it called again? I can't. I don't remember. know the name of the place, but it has donuts. Oh, shoot, fresh made donuts. They're amazing. Well, you know, walking distance, like very walk, easy like a walking block. Distance. Like, like yeah, maybe. max two blocks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So close. So, yeah. Sunrise, coffee, donuts. Mm-hmm. Be on the beach. Read. I usually sort of just live under the beach umbrella. Like I'm not. Mm. I'm not really there for the hardcore tanning. Right. Um. That's, see, that's why I go out early. Yeah. You get your sun time early and then spend the afternoon under the umbrella. Okay. I'll try that out this time. Yeah. See how it goes. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm there for, for the long, long shot. Yeah. Although, like, the house is just a few blocks from 
the beach. So yeah. why not? Be nice if we can like go home and have lunch or we got these like delicious subs last time we were there. I know Hogies. they were closed when we went up because we went up. Uh, it was maybe the weekend after Labor Day okay. and things had started to close already. So I've heard about these sandwiches for years and I'm finally going to get to have them because we found out they're open. Yes. I know. It's going to be great. It'll be it's great. It's going to be so good. So mm-hmm. anyways, beach trip. Are you bringing any so books? Excited. Uh, I have not actually figured that out yet. So I just finished listening to the, what's it called? Prequel? The book before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the prequel. Prequel, the prequel to Hunger Games. I finished that today, um, and then I finished obviously this book for a book club we're mm-hmm. about to talk about, and I'm just about finished with another book you've let me. So I have to like reassess the book where I'm at and yeah. and which books to bring. Feels so. like Barnes and Noble might be calling us. Oh my gosh, I love Barnes and Noble. They're open. I haven't been there since before all of this yeah. happened. Yeah, I think the last time I was at Barnes and Noble, I think it was like December. Oh man, let's have a field trip. Let's do it. Let's just go browse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for it. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I need some beach treats because some of the books that I have are like a little bit heavier. Okay. Like I haven't read The Hate You Give, but I just borrowed that. Um, and I have so, not heard about it, but Oh, okay. it's it's about things that are going on in our country, you know, racial injustice and um killing of innocent people, you know, through misunderstandings. Right. Okay. You know, but it is very topical and it's very important. It's a very good book and it has rave reviews. So okay. I've wanted to read that one for a while and figured I would read it now. Um nice. and then I also was part of this little book like thing. Have you ever seen exchange? like Yeah, kinda like a book exchange. So it's kinda looks like one of those old fashioned chain letters where uh, it's like, Yeah, give me this and you'll get this many books. Um and so my friend Ashley posted it on her Instagram and so she sent me the name of someone, which I actually need to send them that the book. You're supposed to pick your favorite book and send it to someone okay. that um is actually the person that your friend that you responded to their name. So okay. it's the person that they got this thing from. So it's someone that you don't actually know okay and you're supposed to send them a book and then you send it to other people and then they send you books so I got this book you actually got one yeah and I got it did work (laughs) um and it's called evicted but it also seems like it's a little bit um heavier and it's a non um fiction yeah it's non-fiction so it's okay. kind of, so it's not like light and fun. you know fun okay. so it's not what i would call a beach read right but again i'm sure since someone said this is their favorite book that it is very high quality and it looks like it's won some awards okay. so nice yeah you know i just remembered that i bought the book called the jane austen society mm-hmm. and so maybe i'll read that at the beach there you go i got it like a week ago but it's just on my shelf so very nice maybe i'll bring that yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, speaking cool. of books, yeah. we have a very exciting episode today. We don't have a guest because we are doing our first book club meeting. Book club! So fun. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Lizzie and Jane. Sounds great. Cool. So we are back yes. with our first book club episode. Yay. It's going to be so fun. 
We are uh, discussing the book Jane and Lizzie by Catherine Ray. Ray. R-E-A-Y? Yeah, R-E-A-Y. R-E-A-Y. So there will be spoilers. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about everything because yeah. why hold back? Um, and the, I guess the first thing we have to talk about is the fact that we went into this thinking that this was a modern retelling of uh, Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice. And Definitely guys, not. It was not. not so if you've read um, the the book Eligible, which is actually a true uh you know, retelling, retelling, uh, that would be definitely one to read if you're looking for that. This is, it's a great it's, book, but it's, it's not, not that. that. Yeah. The, so I got it on Audible, um, and I listened to a part of it or actually all of it in the car. <laughs> okay. um, on your trip. On my trip yeah. driving. Yep. And I just kept being like, where are the parallels right. in this story? I was to like, Pride where's Darcy? Yeah. And I was like trying to explain it to my friend Megan, who we were visiting. Yeah. And I was like, it's like a retelling, except I don't really see parallel themes. I'm right. not really sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's something to note. Mm-hmm. They're definitely still very a, really, stories. a really great story, though. Yeah, it's really cute. It's about yeah. two sisters, Lizzie, Lizzie and Jane, Jane, which is. You can see why we were confused. Right. Um, yeah, so Lizzie is the younger sister by, like, nine years or yeah, so. Yeah, it's, like, eight or nine years. It's a significant difference in age with no one in between. Right. Okay, and she is in New York, and she's a chef, mm-hmm. and she is uh, she has a restaurant called Feast. Yeah. And, um, and she, it seems like she's kind of lost her passion, her fire. Yeah, she, I feel like she's, like, lost, like, the inspiration for why she cooks Mm -hmm. and so i mean it's kind of like alluding to the fact that like the restaurant is maybe struggling a little bit and her i don't even know what he is i'd say his her investor slash Slash suitor suitor yeah Yeah. definitely like it's a blurry relationship yeah yeah so he brings and in... And much older, and also technically still married. Technically. Yeah. Maybe to his third wife, something? Yeah. Or second? Yeah. No, definitely third. Third, yeah. Because yeah, she kept saying, I don't want to be wife number four. Yeah, which is like, ugh, why are yeah. you involved with this guy? Yeah. You know? But anyway, mm-hmm. so he... What does he... He, like, tells her, like, oh, you know... Things aren't tell, going. Like, things great. are great. They you had know? a bad review in the newspaper. Things aren't going well, and the reviews kind of slowed things down even further. Um, and even though it's like a normal weekday night, the attendance at the restaurant is very low. So then he's like, "We're gonna shake things up, and we're gonna bring in this hot shot." Um, little sous chef yeah well technically he, he's a real chef right he's he's definitely a head chef because she already has a sous chef right and he is like really big on like twitter and yeah. social media and apparently and was like on a like following a tv show that's similar to chopped or something like that so but it's make-believe because it's book. right okay. yeah and um and is, is being brought in to kind of shake things up um and so she's apprehensive about that obviously because it's her restaurant and she's built this from the ground up and she doesn't feel like she needs someone coming in and this is where i thought oh this is going to be our darcy character yeah you know except not except not we hardly see him (laughs) right she's like uh hate you yeah but like he's also uh weirdly respectful of her like he's not trying to take over the kitchen yeah she keeps thinking that he's like oh trying to win everybody over and like everybody does love him right um but because he can be kind of looser because he's not the executive chef right you know and he is just kind of there to kind of shake things up shaking it up yeah Yeah. and so she feels very very uncomfortable 
Um, and then this is where we actually find that there's other pressures going on in her life because her sister is going through cancer treatments. Right. So Jane is her older sister, and she has some sort of cancer? Breast cancer? I, I think it's breast cancer. They don't say it specifically, but they do reference later on a mastectomy. Right. Okay. So she's undergoing treatment, and, like, um, I can't remember at which point in the story we find this out, too, but their mother also died of cancer, mm-hmm. right? So it's just bringing up, like, old wounds, and Lizzie basically left home, like, Immediately after that, yeah. Yeah. So her mom dies, she leaves, and so she hasn't, like, been back to see family in, like, eight-ish years years or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many years. Forever. And so she's, like, struggling with, you know, do I go visit Jane? Mm -hmm. People keep telling her to, like, take time. And so she just ultimately decides, you're right, I'm going to take time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Seattle. And so she does. And so that's where our story kind of really kicks off. Um, And she goes to see her dad first, who lives kind of in the middle of nowhere. And he pushes her a lot to go and see Jane and help out with the kids because Jane has two children. And her uh, husband is going across to Asia for work or something. Yeah. Yeah. And initially, like, the dad's like, oh, I'm going to go help out with Jane. Mm Mm-hmm. Y- you know, um, I don't know, I'm leaving in the morning or something. And she's like, okay, great, I'll stay here. And he's like, no, no, you'll be in the car. Yeah, like, we're leaving at 8. <laughs> we're leaving at 8. You're coming. This is, we're going to, you know, build these bridges I'm back. like, good job, Dad, I for, know. you know, obviously he knows that it's hard for her, Lizzie, especially given the fact that she was taking a lot of the burden of taking care of her mom um, when her mom was going through treatments, um, but also realizing that this is a really pivotal time for her and Jane's relationship because they haven't actually spent much time together in years. In years, right. And then, like, yeah, when her mom was sick, she was in high school, presumably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie Jane was, was already yeah. in college. Mm-hmm. So, like, Jane wasn't there for, you know, the majority of the hard parts. Um, right. And so... I think she sort of resents her for that. Mm-hmm, for sure. Which um, I totally understand. Like, that – she felt totally abandoned and had to become more of an adult and didn't have anyone to share those, like, feelings and that burden with. Right. Right. Okay. So then they go and they visit Jane. hmm And um, it seems like Jane is surprised that she's there initially. Oh, for sure. And she um, – at this point, is, like, struggling to keep down any food. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just feeling really sick after um, chemo. And so, forgive me if I'm skipping parts. No, I don't really totally remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially, Lizzie, like, finds comfort in the kitchen. And so mm-hmm. she's like, okay, you go rest. Like, uh, she, I think she noticed, like, the kids take their food, like, down to the down basement, to the basement or something. And she's like, what is happening? Yeah, she's like, well, we need to be eating meals together. Yeah. So she's like, Jane, you relax. Like, I'm going to just, like, start taking over cooking for you. Mm-hmm. And so, so at first she starts, like, making things that she knew she liked when she was younger, but those things aren't working. And so she actually discovers that she kind of needs to play around with these recipes because the her Jane's taste buds are all, like, kinda out of whack. Out of whack, which is, like, I never really thought about that, um, which, like, is totally a real experience that I'm sure people going through chemo is, like, are actually, actually yeah, experiencing. Experiencing. So I, I feel like... Oh, I'm having a hard time remembering all the details, but doesn't her dad, like, take her to the first um, treatment or something? Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's like, Lizzie, you take her. But then they want to go out to lunch, and they're yeah. like, oh, let's go back and get dad, and then... Yeah, and then she's something they go to lunch snarky and... said. Right. Right? Yeah. 
like, I don't remember what it was exactly, but essentially, <laughs> like, Lizzie's only here for herself. She's not really in it for me or to yeah. help me or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a little, little sister. Snipes. Snipes, yes. <laughs> and then at that point, I think that's when, like, Lizzie sort of starts reflecting and yeah. she's like, oh, maybe I should be asking Jane, like, what sounds good to you? Mm-hmm. What are you feeling? Like, what are you craving? What do you normally like? And yeah. she starts, like, then tweaking the recipes to try to figure out sort what of, like, works. what Jane could actually potentially eat. Yeah. Um, so we also, at this point, get introduced to another character. Yeah. Um. Matt. Nick? Right? Nick. Matt? Oh, sorry. It is Nick. Nick. It is Nick. <laughs> the son is Matt, I think. Oh, you're right. Yeah. The son is Matt. I was like, where did I get Matt from? Yeah. yeah the son is Matt. So Nick is like this dreamy single dad. Yeah. I mean. Seattle dreamy, apparently. Seattle dreamy. Lizzie yeah. does comment on the fact that he wears like jeans and flip flops. And she's very New York, very tailored, very like severe outfits. So yeah. the fact that she even finds him like attractive is kind of like, oh. Yeah. And she like kind of questions it. She's like, I'm, I'm surprised like the last sort of you know man that I thought I'd be into but mm-hmm. she's so I don't know yeah there's yeah. like a definite little interest there um and he runs a marketing business mm-hmm. uh Jane used to run a marketing business before she um was diagnosed with cancer so he's been um looking after her patient or not patients clients, her clients <laughs> uh while she's sick so mm-hmm. he has every intention of giving them back but he's just seems like a stand-up guy yeah, single dad great but Lizzie automatically has a problem with him right because she's lizzie right (laughs) well she just is very high strung and and always trying to help and so then he makes like i don't know some innocuous comment about being here or i haven't met you before and she like freaks out because she's dealing with her own stuff and can't deal with the fact that boy at that moment Mm -hmm. yeah and whatever he has going on right okay so then fast forward yeah there are more cancer treatments, mm-hmm. and to pass the time, um, Jane Jane likes wants, reading Jane Austen novels. Yeah, and we find out that Lizzie hasn't re- read or interacted with Jane Austen since her mom died, and she used to love Jane Austen, but she like almost refuses to read to Jane. Are they reading Persuasion? Persuasion, I or believe. Or Emma? They start with Emma? Maybe. Oh, to be I, honest, they go through terrible memory. Like all of them, <laughs> they, do. they do. So yeah, initially Lizzie's like, ah, I'm not reading. Like this is too much. I haven't, you know. So again, it goes back to the like, I was taking care of mom. Mm-hmm. This is really hard for me. And then Jane thinks she's like selfish and self-centered and blah blah blah. And eventually, she reads to her. Yeah. And different um, other patients within the the lady, treatment center treatment center. Yeah. Um, sort of, like, find the books engaging, and so they sort of befriend um, the other patients at the yeah. treatment center, which and is really And the cute. nurse is really cool. Yeah, She's she like sounds really, like, edgy. Edgy, yeah, and, like, like scary, really but also, like, can cut to the heart of, like, everyone. And so she basically tells Lizzie, like, you need to be less selfish. <laughs> yeah, step up. Um, and, and then that's part of how you know, all of this moves forward. So um, she actually helps out with cooking with Lizzie for Jane and eventually one of the other patients. Yeah, so during treatment, I guess, Lizzie mentions, like, oh, yeah, I've been cooking for Jane and she's she's actually been eating because I guess her numbers had been going down, mm-hmm. which is, like, a bad sign. And she was losing weight because she couldn't keep any food down. So she was like, this is really exciting. You know, I've, like, figured out how to tweak it so that Jane can eat. And then it's sort of, like... 
gave a little glimmer of hope to other patients. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, maybe would you consider cooking for me? Right. Um, you know, because they're all trying to, you do know. Do the same thing. Yeah. Do the same thing. But the one guy's brother is very angry and very Jerk. resistant of it. Um, which, you know, later on we find out that he's just been taking on the burden of taking care of his brother when no one else has. And the brother's girlfriend broke up with him when he got diagnosed. It's very tragic and very, like... I'm, you can see handle. why the brother would be very upset um, and resistant to anyone helping out. Yes. But they do decide to order like 20 meals or something. Yeah. And so Lizzie's like, here's my shot. I'm going to do this. This is going to be great. I think the guy we we like who has cancer is Brian or is Brian I the think mean Brian's brother? The brother? Brian's Shoot. the brother. Yeah. I can't remember. What is the brother? I'm going to look it up. You're going to so, look it up. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. anyways, so she decides she's like cooking meals for them. She's going to make like smoothies for, you know, breakfast, easy go, and then she makes all of these other meals that had worked for Jane. But when she gives these meals to them, they don't work. And so the brother is even more pissed off because right. he's like, you gave my brother hope and it didn't work, yada, yada, yada. And you're the so, worst, you're a monster. <laughs> yeah, you are the worst. And so she feels terrible and she's like, why didn't this work? And then she realizes that she didn't ask him, like, how the cancer treatments are affecting him, right? Like, what does he like? What does he, you know, what he crave? What are the normal things he would generally eat? Um, I don't know. She mentions, like, metallic tasting in Mm -hmm. people's mouths. So she takes the time to actually talk to him and figure out what might actually work for him. And at the point that the, um, like the the beginning of the story like she's walking with the niece and nephew to like a park and then she somehow notices this closed sandwich shop and i'm like that's gonna come back dude me too i was like this is this is part of the story this yeah. is, mm-hmm. this is spoiler important. alert right now <laughs> i can tell you she takes over the shop she takes over the shop and, and starts the business um but we can come back come to back that. to that So, yeah, so she feels terrible, and she's like, hey, I'm going to gift you some more meals so that, you know, we can see if this works because I got your hopes up, and I really think that I can do this. And she also, right, she leaves New York to visit Jane, and she's feeling, like, uninspired. Um, She feels threatened by this other chef. She's trying to prove herself. And so she feels like this is sort of, like, a sense of purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And it worked for Jane. She's keeping down food. She's actually, like, enjoying food. And so she feels like this might sort of be her purpose right um and so then i think she's like extra hard on herself because it didn't work it didn't work and she was thinking yeah exactly and so when this is all happening she's like also semi dating nick right yeah he's asked her out to dinner because he well what is what is the first thing oh he comes by with apples for jane yeah and he's like you can you know cook them down and add sugar and um she ends up like making applesauce that makes her sister sick right but she's like oh yeah i added cinnamon and cloves and this and that and that whatever and then he finds out that she's a chef mm-hmm. so um he's like oh well we should go to this restaurant because it's very well, you're foodie. like a foodie yeah. this is perfect and so then they just sort of start casually dating mm-hmm. throughout the book right very quickly though they go they super quickly there a lot because she's only supposed to be there for what like two weeks like two weeks, yeah. And I feel like they also, like, kiss fairly early on. He's like, but we're just, like, friends. And right. I'm like, what do you mean just, like, friends as we go to dinner a lot and hang out one-on-one and, and you kiss, you kiss me, me while and we you're... watch movies and we cuddle and your son's there. And... Right. Yeah. Oh, so confusing. Um, the brother is Tyler and then the other brother is Brian. Brian is the angry one. Brian's the angry one. Yeah. Tyler is the 
the, the cancer patient. patient. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but back to Glad Nick and Lizzie. I know. Okay. Nick and Lizzie. So while she's like reeling from this, she's also starting to like make things. And guess what? Oh, wait. But she's not She's not pissed yet. Oh, she's not okay. pissed yet. You're right. You're so right, she's right. about to get pissed. Right. But so she makes the meals. And then she's like, Brian, let me have a – or Tyler, let me have a redo. I'm going to make you food. And then she gets this phone call from the health department. Oh, that's right. Yes. And they're like – Hey, and it's like a Seattle number, mm-hmm. but it's to her cell phone, and it, they basically they got a report that like a professional chef is selling food out of a, out private, of a like private kitchen, kitchen which like you can't a do. home kitchen, yeah. it's legal, and you can. So it's like very serious. Um, they they give her like a warning. They don't give her yeah. a citation. She or... like talks herself out of it. She's very like wheely dealy about it. Kind of being like, I'm just visiting. I didn't know like this whole right, thing. Just for a friend. Yeah. Like but, I didn't. Yeah. And then she's also like thinking about feast her restaurant and being like, I could lose my you know license out there and it would be a huge disaster. And then Nick shows up and right. And so she's sort of like explaining everything that's happening whilst talking to Nick. And she's also trying to start round two of meals for Tyler because she's like, yeah. we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so she's, like, chopping really uh, aggressively. aggressively. Yeah. And Nick's like, oh, my gosh, watch out. And she, like, chops down on her own hand, yeah. like, all the way to the bone. Bone. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Blood is gushing. Mm-hmm. Nick comes in and saves the day. Obviously, because he's the hunky hero. Hunky hero. So he, what, I don't know, wraps it up, elevates it, brings mm-hmm. her to the hospital. Is the nurse's name? I'm terrible. Cecilia. Cecilia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, he – do they somehow contact Cecilia? Well, Cecilia was supposed to come over to help with the oh, food. Oh, right, with the cooking. So she calls ahead at, to the ER and, like, makes sure that this – you know, that they're ready for her. Right. And she gets, like, whisked away into triage and then into surgery, and it's, it's very, wild. Very, very dramatic. Very dramatic. But then – Kind of reminded me of, in Sense and Sensibility, how when Eleanor – Marianne. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Marianne – and like falls down the hill and then the she, ankle. Gets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she gets swooped up swoops up by oh what's that guy's name it's, it starts with a w it's not what, wickham it's what, mm. Mm. for back people to who love austin <laughs> we're just terrible think of all the references at the same yeah, time exactly um, it does start with a w it really does anyway what no <laughs> what <laughs> i can't think of it anyways okay so she ends up having to have surgery yeah tragic mm-hmm. um also at one point i think it's already happened at this point in the book but she decides to extend her trip right yeah right because mm-hmm. uh jane's husband has to go out of town again and, then, and so her dad's like and that relationship is very tense between jane and her husband right she like she feels like he might be having an affair because he's distant but really he's just really overwhelmed with the mm-hmm. cancer treatment and he has been doing all these research and he has like diagrams and like all, all these, these printouts files, and notes and yeah. files and stuff researching the cancer, but he hasn't told Jane any of this. Right. So I mean, such a stupid man move. Such a man move. <laughs> so yeah, Jane's like, he's indifferent. He doesn't love me. He's just right. trying to like run away. Yeah. He's traveling. I feel alone. And he's like, I desperately care about you and I'm doing all this research and I'm giving Lizzie all my notes about all the potential things that could happen exactly. to you. But I'm not telling you any of this. Right. So that's happening. Okay. So then um, what happens next? So Cecilia ends up coming back over to yeah. help with these round two of meals for Tyler. Mm-hmm. And then Nick helps and so does Jane. Right. So it's like this fun little communal. A community thing happening. Thing yeah. in the kitchen. Uh, Lizzie's directing, but Willoughby. she only has one hand. Willoughby is the character. From Sense and Sensibility. From Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> All these W guys. Um. 
And so, yeah, they have, like, a sweet little moment. Yeah. All is well. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after. Yeah. Is it when Jane goes into, like, toxicity or something? Yeah, exactly. Because she had changed and was on a different treatment. And things get bad. And she, like. Has um, to be, like, rushed to the hospital. Rushed to the hospital. Yeah. Right. And she has this, like, emergency contact list for people that are supposed to help take care of her mm-hmm. kids. But nobody's no answering. So then Lizzie has to call Nick. And Obviously. Nick's like, of course, I'll take the kids. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. They rush to the hospital. Jane has to stay overnight, but she's fine. You know, she right. has to have, she like, ends up being okay. something, IV pumps, fluids. I don't yeah. know. All the things. Mm-hmm. And then um, Lizzie and Nick have a moment when she goes back to pick up the kids. Yep. You know, they're falling for each other. Of course. Et cetera, et cetera. It's cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So then what happens? I feel like So then like sister she, fight comes sister soon. Sister fight comes soon. But also during this time, like she and Nick are getting even closer and Matt, Nick's son, is getting attached to her. Oh, and right. they always have to keep being like, But I'm leaving and we're like, We know you're leaving, Lizzie. Come on. Like right. we get it. Why are you spending so much time with them? Exactly. Um and then oh gosh there was some other point they go to like this like rock climbing thing oh yeah they have like a a date but then it becomes matt and then lizzie's nephew are also coming right and so so it's just really they cute go off pizza they go rock climbing they yeah. have a great time and meanwhile extra subplot nick's like baby mama so it turns out that this matt was not like planned pregnancy and the mom they weren't even like in a relationship no, it, was it was like, like a one night stand. stand and then um nick wanted to keep the baby and so then she basically once matt arrived cut and left and then she comes back on the scene right so there's tension there because then lizzie's like i'm super jealous about this but then she's like i have no right to be because i'm leaving right but also, I'm super jealous. Right. And I feel like she is feeling a lot of emotions on, like, a whole bunch of fronts. Oh, yeah. But she's basically like, you know, you have this perfect ideal of what you want your family to be like. Mm-hmm. And if you get back with her, like, that's just going to complete your picture. And I thought we were something, but you're acting like we're not. And yeah. I just, you know, she's going to hurt Matt. And, you know, you're a terrible person. And right. If blah, we're blah, doing blah, blah. that. Yeah. Right. And then at the same time, we have huge sister fight. Right. Which remind me, it was about it was all it always came back to Lizzie being the one that had to take care of her mom, and so they had kind of like sniped about it, and like there were things that were said in a way that made it clear that both sides knew that that was part of the reason that they weren't close. But um, Lizzie like fully like laid it out, and Jane and she like blows up, yeah, and she's like, I'm going back to New York. Mm -hmm. Have your husband like text me like how this all works out, right? And then she realized how horrible that sounded. Right. Like, oh, just text me when Jane dies, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Horrible. So then Jane is like, pack your stuff and get out of here in 30 right minutes. Yeah. Like, get out. Mm-hmm. And so um, whilst this is happening, the backer of the restaurant in right. New York yes. has called Lizzie mm-hmm. and been like, hey, I'm in Seattle uh, meeting with a client. Let's get dinner. Like, let's meet up i want to talk to you Mm -hmm. because it has been like two months since she left new york has it i feel like time's like a weird yeah it was ended up being like two months because she took about she took two weeks and then said extended it two weeks and then when she got hurt 
It was oh, another... yeah, she had to wait longer to get the stitches yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So. so it was going to end up being about two, two and a half months by the time she went back, but it was at, the, like, the two-month mark. Right. So he's like, hey, I'm here. Let's get dinner. And so they get dinner, and he gives her this um, charm. Charm, Like a yeah, Pandora like a... charm. Right, and it's of a gold chef's hat. And she's like, you gave me a silver one of these when we opened Feast. And he was like, yeah, I have some really exciting news for you. We're opening another restaurant. <laughs> and she's like, dude, what the oh, heck? Wow, okay. Were you going to tell me about this? And so um, she's like, okay, well, I'm supposed to be leaving in, like, a couple days. Like, she hasn't said her goodbyes. Mm-hmm. I don't think she and Nick have had the fight yet. Right. Right, Not so quite. she's like, I, you know, I mean, she doesn't directly tell him, like, I got to say to the but you know, bye to the guy I've been dating. Right. So I'm sort of falling in love with, and like I want to say goodbye to my niece and nephew, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But she has this weighing on her mind, and then she also got tested to see oh, yeah. if she's a carrier for the the breast cancer gene. Right. Yeah. And we find out that she oh she does she is she is yeah but she hasn't she didn't tell Jane and she doesn't right. tell she doesn't tell anybody. Yeah. So she has that weighing on her. Her mom died from this. Her sister's got it. And then Nick's um baby, baby mama's mama. back in yep. her, her life and then she and Jane have a fight and she basically like is losing it. Yep. So she um decides I'm going back to New York. Like mm-hmm. I'm going now. And so she leaves. Yeah. And she goes back to New York. Back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> and she finds that while she's there She's sort of missing the sense of home that she had in Seattle, mm-hmm. and she's missing her family. Right, and, and she, things she... at Feast have changed a little bit, but not too, too much, but it doesn't seem like hers anymore or her place. Right, and so she comes into the kitchen, or she comes into the restaurant, and she mm-hmm. realizes, like, the alarm hasn't beeped, and so um, the backer, money man, yep. is like, hey, before you even come into the kitchen, like, let me go show you the new restaurant, mm-hmm. and so... They go check it out, and um, it's a beautiful space. It's, like, being designed really well, mm-hmm. you know. By the guy that they brought in to take care of Feast while she was gone. Right. And so she's like, it's really wonderful, really small dining room. It's going to be really intimate, like, top-of-the-line ranges, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, like, a chef's dream. But then she realizes, oh, hey, now there's two restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, we're always going to have to be juggling back and forth, me and the new guy. Yeah. And then she basically is like, hey, I've realized, like, this is not where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Right. And the backer guy at that point was like, you know, it's coming. never been just about the restaurants. It He basically pulls the cards out about him having feelings for her, but also is realizing since she's been gone that she's not going to be coming back. Right. Her heart's not in New York. And slash, he knows that, like, you're into Nick. You've mentioned mm-hmm. him several times. Right. But, like, you say that's not why you're going back. But, but like, I think it's while you're going it. back. Yeah. yeah. So she goes back to New York. She's – oh, she also goes to a wig shop because yeah. her sister has mentioned multiple times, like, wanting to get a wig. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, oh, that's not – that's, like, putting a Band-Aid on it. That's not going to, like, fix anything. Right. You still have cancer, mm-hmm. basically. But then she realized kind of, like – how unfeeling that was and how she should have been like more sensitive to like what Jane was you know thinking and and going through yeah and so she shows up on Jane's doorstep like with this wig and she's like can you forgive me I love you blah 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 and Jane like wraps her in this huge hug and all is well yeah yeah and so they I think that her husband is also coming home Mm -hmm. I don't know from a trip or just from work but they like she has she puts a little wig on and then he 
uh, mistakes her for Lizzie, mm-hmm. and she, like, thinks it's so thrilling that, like, oh, my gosh, she thought I was you, you yeah. know, the wig looks great on me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so uh, this is where that storefront comes back in, right? right? So yeah. um, Lizzie has decided that she is going to open a storefront. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, di- oh, we kind of forgot about this, but Tyler tries a second round of meals, and oh, they're yeah, delicious, they're and they're great, and he's yeah. gaining weight, and it's good. All is good. Mm-hmm. And so she decides, like, hey, we're having a lot of success in this arena. I think yeah. that if I open a storefront, I could have some, like, pre-made meals for cancer patients. And uh, their families. And their families. Yeah. And then I can also do, like, one-on-one consultations with uh, cancer patients to determine, you know, like, what a meal plan need. for them and what yeah. would work. And yeah. so she buys the storefront, and she wants to call it Feaster. Yeah. <laughs> because like, mm. sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, but, but her mom had this... Quote? Do yeah. you remember what the quote was? I don't remember what the quote was, but it, I think it came from Austin. I think, I think it, it came too. from Emma. And it was like something about like always being thankful for the feast mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Basically, something that's like, the sentiment. Right. And yeah. so she was like, oh, I named feast after, you know, my mother. And like, I, I want this to be a continuation of that sort of. And Janie's like, that is the worst name I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> yeah. no. Uh-huh. Um, so they call it Evergreen. Yeah, because an evergreen is like always green. It's hopeful. And so it's sort of like a good sentiment that ties into the uh, the mission the of, mission behind the, yeah. the store. And so they are fixing up the storefront. Um, they're getting really excited. And then in walks Matt uh-huh. and Nick. Yep. And she's sort of like, oh. Yeah, because ah. she's been there for a couple weeks. A couple like, weeks. And she's an apartment. got an apartment. Yeah, she's been struggling with marketing. And yep. they're like, dude, talk to Nick. He's, He's a marketing, marketing man. Right. And she's like, no, no, I can't. I can't talk to him. But, like, if you want to tell him I'm in town, you can. But, like, I'm not going to seek him out. Right. And so he <laughs> comes into Lizzie. the store. And he's like, oh, Lizzie, I didn't know you were back. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I thought Jane would have told you. And Jane hadn't, obviously. Obviously. Because this is Lizzie's thing that she has to deal with. Right. Yeah. Because she's, she's a, a grand ass adult. She needs a, yeah, yeah, get with it. So she gives Matt a cookie. Matt runs off to play with her niece and nephew. She and Nick sort of start having a chat and then it sort of ends abruptly. I think he mentions that baby mama decided to leave. Left again. Hurt yeah. Matt like mm-hmm. she said he would. And he can't sleep anymore. And yeah. He's like, he's just poor little guy. Poor little guy. Yeah. And so he sort of like drops that bomb and then like just is like, okay, Matt, we gotta go. And then he leaves. Yeah. And she's like, okay. Yeah. That just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, continuing to like get the storefront ready. Things are good with Jane and her dad even. Yeah. And then the kids are so excited that she's back yeah. and she like feels a sense of belonging. And Jane's and her husband are on good terms. Right. They finally have talk and yeah. realize like, oh, you are madly in love with me. Right. And why didn't you show me all of these things? Exactly. And yeah, so they're doing really well, and then um, Jane is having pizza with mm-hmm. Cecilia. They're having like a girls' night, and she gets this call from Nick, and apparently Matt can't sleep, and he's like inconsolable, and he he's like, I know that it's different that you lost your mom from cancer, but like maybe you, you know can... what it's like to like lose your mom. Maybe yeah. you can somehow get through to him. Right. Yeah. And obviously she can because Duh. she's Lizzie and. Matt and her have had a little connection yeah. from the beginning. So they're yeah. best buds, and Matt goes to sleep, and then she gets ready to go, and Nick's like, thank you for coming, you didn't have to. Right, and he's like, I have something for you. Yeah. And so he gives her a letter. Mm-hmm. And so... And he says, don't read it right now. 
don't read it right now, right? And she's like, okay. Are you sure? And so she, <laughs> or he's like, don't read it right now, or you can if you want to, or something. It was like yeah. mixed messages. Right. And so she's like, okay, um, I hope I didn't say anything, like, that I shouldn't tell, mm-hmm. you know, with Matt. And he's like, you were perfect, blah, 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 thanks so much. So then she leaves, and she gets, like, two blocks, and she pulls over, and she starts reading his Obviously. letter. Obviously. I wouldn't have gotten two blocks. I would right. have been, like, like, on the doorstep. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to read this. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, he's, like, declaring his love for mm-hmm. her. Uh, and it's a quote from Persuasion. Yeah. Like, just sh- sh- give me a sign, mm-hmm. a, look, a look, a glance, a glance. <laughs> whatever, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, turns the car around, and she, like, runs back. And he has, like, this mark on his forehead from, like, leaning against the door, like, hoping she'd come back mm-hmm. and... And it was very romantic. Very romantic. And, yeah, she likes him, too. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. That, that indeed. I know. Yeah. yeah. And so then that's sort of, like, that's the end, it. right? It, like, wraps yeah. up. Oh, no, the grand opening of the store you're is, right. like, the very end of you're it. Right, you're right. So they, like, pop bubbly. It's, like, 9 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's um, Jane and her husband, Lizzie and Nick and her dad all, like, I, maybe cutting ribbon and mm-hmm. having champagne and celebrating the opening of her store yeah. and family and connection and love. And love. So, yeah. <laughs> that so basically sums up the book. Right. Um, so. So other than being slightly confused and disappointed that it was not a modern Italian of Pride and Prejudice, what yes. did you think about the book? Overall, I really liked it. At certain points, I was like, man, Lizzie is a brat. She's the worst the sometimes. Worst. Like, oh She's my like, gosh. Very sort of, like, self-centered. Yeah. Um, but then at other times, like, Jane says super hurtful things, too. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're both terrible. Right. And I also, I have to be honest, it was not crazy about the um, person who read it on Audible. Oh, uh, okay. And it was kind of like this, like, monotone sort of voice. And mm. so I was like, ah, oh, I feel like I might like this more if I was actually reading, reading it. it. Uh-huh. Um, but overall, it was a sweet story. Um, I mean, I definitely would, like, read another one of her books. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think overall it was, I don't know, I'd probably give it, like, four stars. Yeah. What, about your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was a good story. It definitely was unexpected in all the complexity. Um, but I do think that the characters were relatable in how terrible all of them were. They were all trying their best, but they didn't know what each other needed i yeah. think that was very realistic um so especially because especially with siblings especially if you've had rifts with siblings that is hard to actually like address those things they kind of go unsaid and i think this was an extreme example of how like bad that can get if if things aren't you know Talk talked about yeah yeah i think you're right i think that um they definitely seemed like believable storyline you know mm-hmm. what i mean like um, Except for like the investor guy, which I felt like that yeah, was a, yeah, he's weird... a weirdo. But maybe that's very New York. Maybe you know? I, don't I don't know. We're not New York chefs. We are so. not <laughs> unclear about that part. Right. Um, but yeah, overall, I also really like that there was like a lot of nods to classic works of literature. Yeah. Um, I thought it was hilarious that they reference Hemingway, and then The Sun yes. Also Rises, which yep. is a book we read from book club, which <laughs> yep. I did not love. And um, is it Nick and both Tyler yeah. like love Hemingway? Love Hemingway. And She's they, like, what is it with guys and Hemingway? Yeah, they're like, it's so straightforward. I'm like, all they do is drink in that book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was kind of fun, just mm-hmm. like the references to literature. Yeah, and how she weaves in what people are reading to what food she makes for them yeah because she notices that nick reads a lot of like greek mythology and then takes like 
this one dish and puts a Greek spin on it. And, it's and like he, like, loves it. And he's like, how, how did you know these were, like, flavors I'd like? And she's like, ah, I looked at your books. Yeah. I know what you're going to do. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, as someone who likes books, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can really tell a lot by what people read. Yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never associated it with, you know, cooking. Right. But I think yeah, that... Because we're not New York chefs. <laughs> right. Again. <laughs> Again. Not chefs. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was, like, a really cool twist on things mm-hmm. so yeah overall I, I don't know I really enjoyed it yeah yeah definitely so. would recommend yeah but uh not a modern retelling of Pride and Prejudice <laughs> at all yeah so but yeah definitely Which, to be honest like I actually even though I was kind of going in expecting that and I have read a bunch of modern of modern retellings of Pride and Prejudice that I've loved a bunch of them well I've read a couple yeah okay. there are a few out there and some are better than others like the one I mentioned Eligible is, is actually really good but also I feel like a lot of, and we've talked about Hallmark movies, a lot of Hallmark movies have some of those tropes that are in Austin, which become tired if you use them too, too much. much, but they are classic and like it was groundbreaking at the time. So I, I did like, even though it wasn't what I expected and I was at first let down, I did come back around to mm-hmm. You're the idea. Into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it just took a little bit of like a shift in my mindset to be like, okay, this is not at all what right. I thought I was getting into. Yeah. Yeah. But overall it was really cute mm-hmm. so if you haven't read it i hope you haven't listened to this episode the whole thing because we just what, you don't need to give you a terrible retelling of it <laughs> hey i think our retelling was pretty fairly accurate fairly accurate maybe and not necessarily detailed the, the timeline wasn't perfect no and but the characters names you know meh, who needs but. character <laughs> names you need to know lizzie you need to know jane right we and got you knew those. those two names going into it so, so. you're set you're, you are set. very good <laughs> so anyways we will um have another book club next month yeah uh, we haven't determined the book yet no but, but we'll announce that on next, next week's episode. episode yeah it'll be perfect yeah. so thanks so much for listening guys happy reading happy reading <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, our account is Grand Millennial Podcast, or you can email us at grandmillennialpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to find us on iTunes, we would love to hear your feedback. Um, if you'd like to rate or review, we prefer five stars only, but we're open to all feedback. <laughs> I mean, I would really like to not have constructive criticism, but I can take it. We can take it. Yeah, yeah one for the team. Right. Okay, cool. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>